millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The golden rule of ethics can be found in all world religions. In Christianity, it's do unto others as you would have them do unto you. In Buddhism, consider others as yourself. In Judaism, what is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow. In Islam, none of you truly believes until he wishes for his brother what he wishes for himself. Confucianism also celebrates this rule of reciprocity, but with its own particular slant. We're discussing that today with Yinya Liu, lecturer in philosophy at NUI Maynooth, who started by explaining how the Golden Rule and its near relation, the Silver Rule, represent an advance on more ancient moral codes known as stone, iron and brass rules. So usually the Golden Rule we will... Um put it into this way, is do unto others as you would have done, do unto you. Usually we also call this a positive rule, that means to do good things for others. But the problem is that we have to have a force of personal and subjective moral preferences, and this will lead to a modern form of socialism modern form of socialism. And then another one we will look at is the civil rule. Civil rule we can put it in this way, do not do unto others what you would not have them do unto you. So we call, so also call this is a negative rule. That means do no harm to the other people. And I think that this will lead to liberation politics. And I will say that these two rules is, are in an advanced stage. But we also can look back to the history uh, of how human being developed a will um, between the self and the other. And the first stage would be the stone rule. And the stone rule, we can put it in this way, is the might makes right. That means the powerful people can do whatever they would like to do, and no one, but no one can be always powerful. So that would be problematic at the end. That uh, is just like a dead cycle. And the second one, another one I would like to talk about is the iron rule. In this case, people are divided into two groups. One is the allies, another would be the enemies. And two types of rules are applied to these two groups, respectively. So there is no reciprocity between these two groups because they are just group, and then there are no interaction between them. And then we will lead to a result is racism or nationalism. And another one we look at is the brass rule. The brass rule is an eye for an eye rule. It's an ethic of revenge. And in this case, is do harm to the other if they do harm unto you. So in this case, we have reciprocity, but in a very, very negative way. And this won't um, give a constructive ethical life for human beings. So that's why we have given up these three rules and focus on golden rule and silver rule nowadays.
And is there a kind of geographical um, bias here? Certain countries or certain cultures will gravitate towards the silver rule more than the golden rule. Uh, and are there maybe cultures or, or, or countries maybe still stuck with a, a brass rule or something like a, a you know, a, an eye for an eye philosophy that runs through the culture? Yes, I agree with this point. Like in um, uh, developing um, countries or regions, if they still keep some kind of uh, customs that if between two tribes, if they they have their own habits and custom and they live very quiet and separately. But if one day they have something between happened between them and they need to negotiate with each other. But if they have not developed a civilized um, uh, like uh, laws or uh, social contracts, in that case, they may fight with each other. Even in nowadays, especially in, the, um, for example, like Malaysia, nowadays they still have this, and this is still very reasonable for them. So I would think that in some area and in some region, and we still will find these different forms of rules. So I agree with this, that the, the geographical as well as cultural background are essential to look at this. And what are the sources of, take the silver rule, because it's probably the more universal rule, if you like, the negative rule, and it's, it's in Confucianism, in the Analects, uh, for instance, uh, but also in, in other scripture and, and uh, sources of writing and so on. Where, where are the first kind of references to the silver rule, or can, can someone lay claim to have invented it? So I would think that the silver rule, uh, I have to say the most famous should be from Confucianism and from Confucianism and it is said that it's really nice to put into uh, the same numbers of Chinese characters because it is like uh, the poetic way that Chinese and philosopher would like to use make it concise and easy to remember so I think the reason why I would like to read it in Chinese as well and in English is what you do not wish for yourself do not do to others. So it is um, not the same as the common expression of civil rule in the Western uh, tradition, but the meaning is the same. And this is one quotation. Another quotation, it's from uh, a dialogue between Confucius and his disciple. And his disciple Zigong asked, is there any one word that could guide a person throughout one's life? And the master replied, how about shu in Chinese? That means reciprocity. Never impose on others what you will not choose for yourself. But I would like to clarify the, uh, the translation of this concept, shu, here. And, and from many versions, it is translated into reciprocity. But actually, there are many meanings behind this character. It also means empathy, also means forgiveness. So from empathy and forgiveness, and we can find out that from the Confucian tradition, they will give the priority to the other, rather the self. That means we will look at the other's needs first, rather what I want. So this is also a source for us to think about why Confucianism will uh, have a civil rule, pray the civil rule more uh, in a higher place than the golden rule. And in practical terms, what's the difference between the, the silver and the golden rule? 
because some sometimes and, and there's a discussion around human rights, for instance, a negative right often in, in involves positive duties, and if you refrain from harming someone, for instance, it, it, it can in certain circumstances actually mean helping them. So are, the, are there really genuine differences or what? how does it manifest itself, this difference between the silver and the, and the golden rule? The first difference lies in the positive way and the negative way. But people will think that no matter it is positive way or negative way, it is about the human desires and human wants, but in a negative way, express it in a negative way or positive way. But the problem is that this negative and positive really moral significance. So from this, we can find the difference is that the positive way, that means the golden rule, the golden rule will emphasize what kind of person we are because whether our judgment is moral, morally permissible depends on what kind of people we are. So, uh, but the problem is that each individual are different. For example, if I am a greedy person, then I might want more from the others. So I might want the others to forgive all my shortcomings or want the others to do us great favors with no strings attached but at the same time, we find it very difficult to do so onto the others. So this is the problem of the golden rule or the positive way. But the negative formulation commands us not to do onto the others what we ourselves do not desire. So it is reasonable that we do not treat others in this way either. So it avoids the problem of a subjective imposition of preferences. The fact that there are different versions of the silver and golden rule in lots of different cultures and in different religions, does that point to anything about its origin, that it may be, it's, to use a sort of scientific term, maybe inappropriately, it's hardwired in our makeup. It's, it's, it's somehow naturally selected that we um, gravitate towards this rule within our societies. Yes, and I think um, if we say it's an evolutionary route, and I think evolution is just a word to describe the development or the process. But this word cannot show exact reasons and the change behind this development. And we still have to look at those cultural background and to find out the reason why. So um, we can say that and this is a universal law because everybody can accept this. But if we would like to apply this rule to a different specific situation, and then we still need to make different decisions to do so. And this decision, this decisions has to look back why we will have this kind of value, but not the others. Why we will make this decision, but not the others. So the law itself is universal. But when we apply it to our daily life and would like to make use of it, this is completely another thing. Yinyali, thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.